0: we Hello and welcome to the FBL Hangover podcast, pint-sized edition. Something a little new again from us this week, folks. We're going to be taking a slightly more focused look on some facts and figures that Game Week 1 has thrown up at us. Uh, Not to fret, this is not going to affect our regular episodes. You can go back and check out our Game Week 2 preview. I'm sure that's in the episode list just before this one. So no panic there. But as I said, right now we're going to be casting our beady little eyes on some missed opportunities that may have came out of game week one and i'm gonna need a little bit of help with that so i best introduce my podcast partner in crime seamus how you getting on buddy yeah all
1: good here how are you keeping how was your game week one probably don't want to get into it too much Uh, do we save that for the
0: main pod pod. this is just a teaser to whet the appetite of anyone that doesn't fancy listening through a hour and 20 minutes of us yam yammering on
1: as you said some missed opportunities and uh, was there one player in particular that inspired you to come up with the segment you mentioned william was he the was he the guy he
0: was literally the whole reason this uh, came to be i'm sitting there saturday afternoon watching the first game week and i've been kind of trying to think about uh, something to come up with for you know these shorter videos because since we started putting this on youtube Subscribe by the way if you're listening or watching to this. Uh, since we started throwing these out on YouTube, I've been you know looking for something maybe a little bit shorter because our own podcasts tend to you know they, they hit the 60 minute mark pretty, pretty effing easily. Notice the, the lack of cussing in this as well. I don't know, I probably said fuck a million times before this one, just <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be a little bit more YouTube friendly with these short videos without affecting the main show. And yeah, no, William once i once he banged in that second assist i can't remember if that was before or after he hit the post with his free now that i'm trying to think about it but either way i i would imagine a lot of fpl managers were watching the match going there's there's an eight million option that uh that i didn't uh, really think about and you know what to be fair like there's some valid reasons why not to but he did pick up three assists only two bonus points, which kind of surprised me. Uh, but he came out of it with a double-digit fourteen-point haul. And uh, yeah, I thought we should shoot the shit about some of these players, man. Uh, William, why isn't he in your team, Seamus? Uh, he is somebody I I definitely did strongly consider
1: at one stage. I before I put, I ended up putting Vardy in my team and going for a second premium striker um, alongside Werner. But at one stage, you know, that was just a junk 4.5 striker and I had a playing spot in midfield and I was going for Kai Havertz and I was like 8.5. He'll be the guy I end up moving on in a couple of weeks for Bruno, maybe after one game week. So I was like, maybe I can just take a one week punt on somebody who's around that. And I sorted by price and I saw William at 8.0 was just underneath. I was like, you know what? He could be a really good option to go for that. But I have a blind spot with Arsenal. I just can't trust him. And it just feels like Aubameyang is the guy to go with. And we knew he wasn't going to be on penalties. Aubameyang's on those. So I was like, is he going to get like an assist or so? Maybe a shot from distance. Maybe he'll do something. I liked him more than Pepe, but I never actually put him yeah. in my team. I just considered
0: him and went, no, pass. Let's see how he how I think he you starts. mentioned you mentioned Pepe there and that's that's the main reason I you know didn't really consider him at all and I'm still not considering him to be honest is Pepe with a little bit of Sakai on top a little bit of a an arsenal right midfield sandwich that i'm worried might take up some of williams and not, it's not that it might it will take up some of williams game time as the season progresses so i wasn't even sure if he'd start Um, for him to come on and and get the three assists and absolutely dominate the game from an FPL perspective was a bit of a surprise but it hasn't changed my thinking a lot you know in regards to him as a as a prospect what about you James? has this affected your thoughts his, his 14 points
1: maybe I mean that's a lot of points I don't think I'm going to get him in now I think if he was something to start the season with they have they do have one nice fixture left it's West Ham at home this coming game yeah. week two but then their fixtures do toughen up and Yeah, I just think in the same price bracket, there are other players I'd rather be transferring over to, like the likes of Pulisic and Havertz and Ziyech when they come back for Chelsea. I think they probably have a lot more goals in their team. So basically everyone that replaced William. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, we knew uh, Ziyech, well, we didn't know Ziyech, but we knew Havertz and Pulisic probably would be injured for this game. We knew Ziyech was definitely out. But people were happy to spend the extra million for Son. I was. Uh, yeah, I, I'd rather spend the extra million for Son over the course of the season. I think he proved to be better value. The thing with Willian is that he, he looked so comfortable in an Arsenal shirt on the first day of the season. I was like, it feels like, this is his debut for Arsenal, and it feels like he's played with this team yeah. for years. He just immediately looks good, and it like, looks like the shirt fits him. He picked everything. up directly from where Long's he left
0: head. off uh, at the end of preseason, like in terms of form, uh, and <laughs> looking you know pretty lethal on the pitch. He just it it's like he literally just put on a different shirt there we go I'm, I'm the same man yeah
1: the problem is could he end up being a bit too well matched for Arsenal you know Arsenal tend to have these you know flaky kind of guys who just pick up the paycheck you know will he turn into Ozil <laughs> Ozil was good at the start will he turn into this kind of player will he turn into Pepe <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's I think he's quality, and I think he's class, and I think he'll pick up goals and assists throughout the season, um, as much points as last year
0: without penalties. Probably, probably not. I like just before we move off of William. I agree one hundred percent with what you're saying there. I did hear the odd argument about, oh look, maybe William can cover a or maybe he'll take he can take the place of a for I don't know four million less. Uh, I don't think that's really a viable option. I think anyone that's thinking that is probably a way with the fairies if you ask me Uh, I've looked at some of the stats now I'm not the the biggest stats guy but from what I've seen Alba had more touches in the final third 26 to Williams 18 and Alba had twice as many passes received in the final third now again I don't know what that translates to but it does show that Alba who did score at the weekend is still lethal and in my opinion worth the extra outlay Uh, you know Transfer-wise. Yeah, both midfielders, yeah. I'd agree. Someone who also uh, went a little bit under the radar uh, until his game week one exploits, scored in his debut. So another fantastic you know, performance from a debutant this week. It seemed to be all about them. And that's uh, someone we're a little familiar with, a Callum Wilson. He had a cracking debut for Newcastle. He got off the mark, scored a goal, followed up by his... You know his fellow teammates, Jeff Hendrick, also scoring on his debut. So it was kind of a, a big test for Newcastle. It wasn't a big test for Newcastle this week, but it was a it was a litmus test. A lot of managers had their eye on Newcastle. You see a lot of people with. You know, Maximin and their teams at 5.5. There's definitely a few Callum Wilsons floating around the place. So I think even those without Newcastle had an eye on it this week. It was, an, you know, it was a kind of a litmus test for their attacking capabilities. And Callum Wilson didn't disappoint. He got one goal, two bonus, an eight point return. Something we're all too familiar with in the FPL, especially harking back to his, his 2018 2019 season. But Seamus, are you. More of a 2018, 2019 Wilson or a 2019, 2020 Wilson? There's a bunch of years for you. Yeah, I'm um, I'm in favour of this
1: year's Wilson because I think he's with a team that are nowhere near as poor as Bournemouth were. Um, even though I thought Black or Blackburn, Jesus, Newcastle Fucking were going to struggle. Hell, James. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the is yeah. kicking in early tonight. I'm not even drinking. Um, yeah, I, uh, I they're just a much better team. I, they're not that much better okay but their team has strengthened considerably this year especially in an attacking sense um i think his introduction increased say maximums appeal but fraser you know as a player he's played with and can link up with i think he'll get goals throughout the season i think he's a good finisher and he'll get enough chances the chances that joe linton that felt joe linton last year he will finish only reason i didn't consider him i did consider him the only reason i didn't we didn't talk about him more is that he moved pretty late in the transfer window and yeah the uh the what the price difference he six point five he's really well priced I thought he would come in at seven saying. maybe seven some people thought seven point five but I think six point five is really good I just couldn't stretch to him you know for for Mitrovic and I was happy to stick with Mitrovic for a while because Mitrovic is on penalties and I don't think Calum Munson will be no so. that's
0: a good point and I believe that that's. for me the biggest advantage of Wilson especially if he's on a bit of form is that you have somewhere to go from your Mitroviches or your Shea Adams 6 million strikers where the fuck do I go from here I'm cursing a streak already it's crazy Uh, but like you've got Bamford 5.5 he scored this week his position is under threat from Rodrigo who didn't get a start but he will get starts whether he takes minutes off Bamford is a different story but Wilson is pretty much nailed on and you know, Newcastle's fixtures aren't too bad. They have Brighton, Burnley, and Man United in the next three home matches. They've also got away matches against Spurs and Wolves. They're fine for a 6.5 striker, especially if we've seen Callum Wilson. He scored against a variety of Premier League teams. I'm not too worried about that. And I think just having a. Newcastle having a striker that we've seen deliver in FPL is is uh, it's a strange one but it's something I'm looking forward to for the rest of the for the season You know, especially as an escape route
1: yeah yeah I think back to when they had um, Cissé and Andy Carroll those were the last time I remember them having goal scorers that used to score like Remy used to score with them for a while before he transferred to uh, Chelsea so uh, yeah, I think there there is goals there. I think he's definitely somebody I would like. He had a re, is really good at opening fixture for him in on his debut because he's a really good record against West Ham, so he added to that again. And uh, yeah, I think he'll pick up twelve to fifteen goals this season, thereabouts. Newcastle not prolific, but uh, we can see that you know he is good on the counter team like he was the season before last, not the one just gone. With Bournemouth, so he can definitely play in that system and Newcastle do kind of tend to rely on that with St. Maximum's pace as well. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. And as you said, they're not prolific. Hopefully that's something that they kind of put to bed a little bit this year. Uh they've signed, as you mentioned, Fraser. They have St. Maximum's, So they've got attacking options this season that I'm hoping bait in a bit more just as a bit more as the season progresses. But our next candidate here in our missed opportunities is someone who has been around for Yonks. We've been talking about him for years in FBL and uh, that's a Mr. Willy Zaha. He's seen a reclassification this year. He's moved back from forward to midfield from whence he came and uh, he's began his second stint as a FBL midfielder with a goal. No bonus but similar to Wilson. Eight point return. Crystal Palace turning over Southampton 1-0 at the weekend. Do you now want some Zaha in your life Seamus?
1: He's playing as a forward, um, classed as a midfielder in the game. He's been playing up front uh, as a forward yeah. in preseason. That's where he started in this game. I have to look at the game. I, I haven't seen the highlights of the Southampton um, game yet. I haven't looked at a chance just through work and other things to see, you know, what his average position was yet and his shots. But by all accounts, he's playing that forward role. You know, which suits him really well. The year he did really well in FPL was the year he played as a forward when classified as a midfielder. And you will get the extra points. Crystal Palace will keep these clean sheets uh, from time to time. Gets an extra point per goal, and um, when they do get the odd clean sheets as well, he'll get points for that too. So, yeah, he does. um, He does excite me if he will continue to play in that position, which I think he will. With Eze, kind of possible to play behind him or on the left. So, yeah, let's see. Definitely want to keep an eye on. 100%.
0: The only thing, you know, for me with Zaha at the moment is, you know, there's obviously the... It's not a summer transfer window if there isn't Zaha wanting to leave. Hodgson has referenced it in numerous post-match interviews still. And uh, so I'm not touching him until, you know, the the window is over, the the transfer window is over. And that's not till mid-October. But for those a little bit more, you know, braver than myself... Christopels have some pretty decent fixtures. They have a tough one this week against Man United, but then they're coming up against Everton, Chelsea, Brighton, Fulham. It's not the worst. It's also not the you know, the greatest. But I think for a seven million midfielder, yeah. You know, for people uh, looking to make that little bit of cash to, to get in a premium, someone that needs to make a mill, he's he's all right by my book, Seamus.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um Good point about the transfer window. You probably want to wait and see. Yeah, Roy is talking about, or Why, if you want to call him that, is talking about these fictional <laughs> teams that are looking to, to buy Why you call him that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're kind he of uh, the, the daily more mail. Than. If I'm calling De Bruyne a Kev, then, you know, i got to call Roy But you wouldn't Roy.
0: call Roy, I feel like Roy Roy to that's what his, to his face. <laughs> or
1: maybe you would. Good yeah. points. good points. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, probably that's a, a more of a behind the back thing. I don't know. Is that a term of endearment? We're getting bogged down in details now, but I don't think any team has been in for him that I can hear of. I don't know which teams would be looking for him. Uh, surely he wants to go to a better team, so like a top six team or someone who just stated he wants to play Champions League football. I don't know what team he would go to. So wait till the window. Maybe their fixtures are good, like you say, but there will be times in the season I'll be looking at him because in that price range in the six point five to seven million bracket. Uh, He's pretty good. He is.
0: is. And there's plenty of honourable mentions out there. We've chatted a bit off air. The likes of Castagna for Leicester. He had a fantastic debut. Gabriel. It was pretty much like a game week one, you know, debutante goal fest in regards to... uh, to you know up and comers or or new you know new players in the league so we could have made this video like a half an hour but we said we'd focus on three players I think stood out is there any players you do want to give an honourable mention to Seamus before I wrap this up
1: I was just going to give an honourable mention to Reese James who uh, tonight has got a goal and an assist and I'm just going to refresh it because that game was on while we started recording this looks like it's finished 3-1 goal and assist for Reese James no clean sheet but what has he got so far, 11 points. Probably getting the three bonus. It's going to end up with 14. So there's some high scoring defenders there. Um, can't say I was uh, looking at that new Marsal guy uh, for Wolves, but Sice was definitely somebody I was looking at that we kind of overlooked a small bit. We knew Vinagra was a bit of a doubt. He didn't play this evening. So maybe we should have discussed him more. I kind of I wish I just punted on him now and just got him in. Now I've got to get rid of Vinagra probably for size, but there's no point doing it this week against man city yeah. I'll, I'll make another move and do him and get him in and maybe game with yes, four i do
0: i think wolves defense will be highly sought after they did start off the season with a nice clean sheet against sheffield but we will wrap it up there folks and uh, that has been should we give
1: one honorable mention i hate interrupting you i know you're looking to wrap it up but hamis oh, rodriguez
0: you know what we could have given the whole everything i know you would kill me if yes. you didn't mention it yeah so. No, I'm glad you, you you got in there, Seamus, because we did speak about him. I just didn't prep the bloody slides, and uh, that must be why it got away from me. But yeah, the whole Everton team, really, but I do want to highlight James Rodriguez. I thought he showed a different class than I was expecting. I wasn't sure. I mean, last time I watched Rodriguez was that World Cup that he had, that basically got him his transfer to Madrid. It was kind of the last I'd seen of him, so I was pretty excited to see him kind of coming into the league, um, but ignorant nonetheless. And yeah, um, he answered a lot of questions for me. I thought he raised a bar for Everton attacking wise. He looked, I don't know, uh, uh, something akin, contextually speaking, to a Fernandez. But Seamus, you you've obviously got your eye on him. If you're if you're interrupting my outro.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was kind of, yeah, like yourself. Like, let's see how good this guy really is. He's a, And he had a tough opening game week one fixture against, uh, you know, Spurs. Well, I guess maybe that's debatable. But, you know, Too teams that are top six finished last yeah. season. Yeah, but they've got a top six finish. They Champions League final, what, 15 months ago? So, yeah, arguably, you know, that's not an easy fixture. And he settled in really well. They could give him the ball. He didn't panic on it. You know, he looked comfortable. Looked like he had time, space. His range of passing was good. Linked up really well. And uh, again, that was only kind of watching the match. Half watching the match uh, on my SkyGo app on my phone. So if I kind of watched that game in more detail later on. um, And I think one game is a bit early but if you were looking at him I think you've kind of got the green light to go ahead with Everton considering they've got nice fixtures yeah,
0: I agree West Brom Crystal Bells and Brighton in the next three there will be a lot of uh, Everton love coming and I hope they keep it that level of performance up that they did against, did against Spurs it was 1-0 not a massive uh, amount of FPL returns to talk of but just that attack and performance and how much they rip shred, uh, you know, Spurs to shreds at times was definitely yeah. something to watch going forward
1: you you're right not a missed opportunity from points from the point of view of points missed but we somebody we overlooked yeah, definitely, definitely keep pre-season. an
0: eye on them folks uh yeah so let's go second time at this thank you for listening to the FBL hangover podcast pint-sized edition Uh, i hope you enjoyed it if you did please like and subscribe you can also reach out to us on twitter at fbl hangover and you can reach out to my man seamus at fpl drunk Uh, thanks again folks and enjoy the rest of your gaming